Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I really do give a shit. I, I give a shit too much. That's the problem. Uh, I'm trying to handle that today. It's been a very, very tense day for me. I'm working on uh, actually some sort of pilot, believe it or not, and uh, I have real problem with authority figures, as Tom knows. Tom knows. He's actually, actually, Tom, Tom Tenney, the guy that runs this whole thing pretty much, uh, with Robert Pritchard's in the house today right here, and, and I'm here to tell you on the air, Tom, that I have actually managed to work out a lot of authority figure issues with you. Do you are you aware of that? No. <laughs> I never thought of myself as an authority figure. Well, I am very sensitive about authority figures because my father, my parents hated me. They were really mean to me. I mean, it's so sad. I don't even want to get into it because um, you'll just feel sorry for me. And that would be horrible because um, my life is great. And that's not necessary. But anyway, Tom, you don't even know that I am playing this out in my head about like all this stuff like like you know a couple weeks ago when I, I made fun of you I said are you going to call me stupid or something do you remember that Tom? No. Well I do because it was a big fucking moment for me I told my entire group therapy about this Tom I am not kidding Wait I called you stupid? You have to say something on the microphone okay, get on wait, the microphone Okay Where's your mic? Number three. Number three. Number three. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll get to our special guest, who's, who's actually just a substitute for our, our, real, our other special guest, but it's more special anyway. Okay. Wait. So can you bring up the headphones a little bit? Because... Okay. With the yellow there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay, Tom. Tom yes. runs a station in my book. And uh, with, with Robert Pritchard, who's awesome. It's anyway, it's so, um, it's actually brought up all these authority issues for me that I've actually been able to work out with you, which I find wow. hilarious because you don't even know about it, I right? No. So, <laughs> what, what did I didn't. So, like a few weeks yeah. ago, see, this, this thing, can you tell that I get. Can you bring my mic up just a little bit? more uh number three number, number three. three yeah okay so i don't know if you can uh, tell but this this i mean you can tell this technology is crazy making for me i can you can tell yes. that mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm really embarrassed about it and the more embarrassed about it the crazier i get i've already ruined like almost a thousand dollars worth of equipment here which never mind never mind <laughs> so anyway well <laughs> I mean, I, I think that it's all about just recognizing your limitations. And <laughs> <laughs> Which I know, but I keep thinking that, like, you're not going to tolerate them. Anyway, because who does? My parents wouldn't, and I can't get over that. So anyway, um, never mind. I don't want to get into my crap. But I just want to say, Tom, that this one of the most valuable things of being on this radio station and working with you is that it has actually really helped – it's been very healing for me in the worst area of my life, which is authority figures, because authority figures are everywhere. They're your bosses at work. They're everywhere. And uh, anywhere that has anything to do with really getting ahead or making money, there's an authority figure, unless you work alone, which I do a lot, because uh, I can't deal. So, um, but what, like, like a couple weeks ago, um, I was feeling really stupid, and you were making fun, or you were, like, getting annoyed, which is understandable, and you were sort of understandable. It was a little over the top. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. So, and then you, and okay. I was like, I, I elbowed you, and I said, Tom, 
um, you're not going to tell you're not going to tell me I'm stupid, are you? And then you lightened up and everything was okay. Well, what it took out of me emotionally to tell you that was like that was a huge step for me. You don't even have any clue, do you? No, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> this is right after Lisa got telling me done telling me what a great memory I have. <laughs> Well, so anyway, um, I like wound up talking to my group therapy about it because oh, it was such a big moment in my life. I'm glad to know that you couldn't tell. Could, could Are you surprised to hear it? I am because I don't think of myself as an authority figure whatsoever. And when I get... When I get annoyed, it's it's not usually necessarily with the people, but only because I want this to be the best radio station ever. So I want that level of commitment from from everybody that I work with. And it's and honestly, if you're on this station, it means we think quite highly of you, um, and uh, and we expect a lot. Yeah, and I and I am very, you know, I uh, I am very. Uh, I think I'm pretty. De- I mean, it's, this is important to me. It's yeah, important to I me. Know. You can tell, right? I can. You can tell. Yep. So anyway, so see, just the fact that we've gotten to the point within two months mm-hmm. um, to this point of actually having this conversation is like this huge step forward for me. Good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now the good. next step, Lisa, in your therapy, yeah, is to upload all your ep- your episodes to Audio Boom. I am because. <laughs> Plus, you know what? I am. And then I'm going to have to get to our – I want to get to our guest. But yeah. thank you, Tom. And I want – I, you know, it's really great that I could tell you this on the radio because I'd probably sure. be too awkward to say it to you right into your face. Um, but anyway, you know what? Um, this is Radio Free Brooklyn, in case you don't know. Uh, and it's Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, live from 2 to 3 on Fridays. And um, I am so proud. We are also proud here because – Radio Free Brooklyn has been nominated. Now, here's a station that started. Are you listening to this? this is my this my 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 guest? This is my guest, uh, Gianni. Like like like, say hi, Gianni. Hello, fr- Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn, man. Radio Dinner. Free Brooklyn. And Gianni uh, Gianni uh, like uh, Gianni Versace, right? Yeah, like I, actually, yeah, I was named after Gianni. He has a nice voice, don't you think, Tom? He's like good radio voice. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to finish, and then we'll get to you, Gianni. Um, uh, thanks for being here. Um, this is um, so we were nominated. We were freaking nominated. I can say fuck. We were fucking nominated for the 2015 Mixcloud Online Radio Award for the best online station in the U.S. and Canada. Finalist, fucking finalist, and like we've only been doing this since the middle of May, and like already we're nominated for a finalist for the best. And I and I try to brag by saying we're the best station in the tri-state area, but you know what? Fuck it, we're the best station in the world now in the Eastern Hemisphere. You know what? We're the best station in the Eastern Hemisphere, Western Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got that. Um. And um, so here's the deal. I asked this guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to trash him yet. Um, and I don't really know him that well. But um, he was supposed to be here, and he screwed up. So I think he may call in in a little bit. Uh, his uh, The call-in number is 718-395-3731. But what I did was I got the most interesting and best-looking man – 
from gay man, right? You're gay. No, I'm not. You're not gay? Yeah. I have the worst gaydar for a therapist. I have the worst gaydar. No, it's okay. <laughs> are you looking for it, Tom? Are you looking for a pen? So anyway, um, uh, so anyway, so I got the best looking. Oh, this is awesome news. You're straight. No, I got the best looking straight man from the awesome vintage store next door. Uh, so we can do psychoanalysis on him. And he, uh, I set him up, and he's all, he's all ready. He's all ready to go. Um, I per- personally love that store. I've bought clothes there. Yeah, you know? Gigi Nicks is, I think, Is the that best. the name of it? What's yeah. the name of the store? G- give it a shout-out. Go ahead. Shout-out Gigi Nicks. What's the address? Um, see, that's the thing. I couldn't even tell you. I just, like, it's one of those you things. Don't know how, you don't know where you work? I know how to get to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> lo- let me tell you something. Look up the Velo Bike Shop, which is 1345 DeKalb. And if you're facing this shop, it's like two stores down. Yeah. There, and I'm, there, I'm, new, I'm new, by the way. And he's so. new. I'm new. How yeah. long have you been there? Just like I had my first day, like last week. and um, First day? Last week? Okay, you yeah. get a pass on that. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, and also, oh, and I also want to say our sponsor is uh, Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell Hair Care for people who wash their hair and need, need, need stuff to wash it with. Um, so Gianni, uh, where, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. Chicago and uh, so how long have you been in Brooklyn you live where do you where do you live I live in Bed-Stuy Bed-Stuy and how long have you been in Brooklyn I've been in Brooklyn for about two and a half years I'd say two and a half years yeah and where where'd you come from um, I, I was coming from uh, High Park in Chicago. It's, ah. um, and it, if people are not familiar with that, that's where Obama lived um, before he became president. Wow. Yeah, so. so what's that? What's that like? Like, is it? Is there a big like? Uh, do people talk about that a lot, or is that there a lot of pride in there? Yeah, for the people that live in the neighborhood, for sure. Um, and I happen to live maybe like two or three blocks over from him, mm-hmm. and um, I distinctly remember. Um, skating through the neighborhood and at the moment that he was like inaugurated that block that he lived on became heavily um, policed and you know a lot of security guard security guards popped up so did you ever see him no um and if I had I don't think I was really paying attention too Mm -hmm, much you know mm -hmm. he's he's just like another handsome black guy like you yeah. <laughs> are you black? Are you black? Are you a mix of something? Um, Your, his hair's dyed blonde. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely a mix of a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, you know, if you had to fill out like that form. test, the form, it's like black, white, whatever. I would put black, but then at a point in time, I started to put other because that's kind of how I feel. I feel like other. Yeah, be other. <laughs> yeah. It's much better. Who wants, we're all <laughs> other, really, aren't we? Yeah, they yeah. They should just have yeah. other on everything. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, so, so, um, was that, what, what was, the, what's the neighborhood like? Is it a squarely middle class neighborhood? Or is it a poor neighborhood? What kind of neighborhood was, did Obama grow up in? Well, I don't think that he grew up there, but that's just where he chose to uh, take residents as, right, as a senator uh, and yeah. um it was interesting because there were a lot of dividing lines in chicago between like abject poverty and people who were fluent and then also that neighborhood having um the university of chicago so you just had a mix of people and at any moment you could cross a block and you know be in a totally different environment and um i was i was kind of in the middle of that so that kind of mm. speaks to 
how I feel about um, just neighborhoods and particularly moving to Brooklyn and um, gentrification is a very hot big topic and I didn't really get to experience that in Chicago because I moved around a lot, so this is the first time. Yeah, we've been talking about gentrification a lot on this show. You've got to meet Anthony Rosada, one of our previous guests. So let's get down. So where get down to what where, where what your background is? So where did you where did you grow up? Are your parents together? That kind of thing. Let's do a little intake. Oh yeah, well no, they're not together, and I am a product of. Um, I guess you would say like the the single mom club, you know, mm-hmm. for all the mothers who um, you know, raise their kids without dads being around. So, yeah, my dad wasn't around and um but she got married um at an early age, so I had a stepdad. So, I guess in a sense I definitely had um a father figure is um the thing was he just wasn't um your a, biological father. That and he wasn't a great one. By what does that means. mean? Well, he was just um ex-military, so I feel like a lot of his um tactics for like raising a child were very like militant and mm-hmm. and you know i i didn't want to think of me growing up you know as being in the the equivalent of being in the military mm-hmm. so that was just right. p- you Did, know he was, was strict he was strict how he, old were you when he, when when he moved in um i think he came in uh, maybe like f- i was like f- five. 5 yeah so you like were pretty young yeah like 5 and did you brothers and sisters um, well, I was, I was the only child up to a point, and that's the reason why my mom got married, because she got pregnant. Oh. Yeah, and so then my brother was born, and my father, who was absent, um, he was living in Florida, and he had two kids, so I had two brothers, um, a brother and a sister in Florida. So you've got two half-brothers bro- half in Florida and half-brother... Two half-brothers... Overall, and, and a half sister. So. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, so how old were you when the second child came along? Um, I was seven. Oh, so were you close to that kid? Um, no, not necessarily because it, it was just me for oh, as well, long as yeah. I can remember, and then my, my younger brother he had a lot of health complications, oh. and so he just he really got like a lot of attention. What kind of things? Um, I just feel like. When he was born, he, um, I think it was something to do with his liver. He had, like, liver failure, and, um, he, he, like, he was supposed to die, mm-hmm. ba- essentially, and he, he didn't, and mm-hmm. he pulled through, and now he's, like, a awesome teenager. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he's healthy now. Oh, yeah, he's, he's fine were now. You, but were you, like, was that a real, like, did you feel like, was it a, like, I'm imagining, I'm wondering if it was, like, a combo thing where, like, you all of a sudden had a, a baby around that was taking all the attention, but yeah. also, were you also aware that it wasn't, you know, your full brother? Were you aware of that? No, I, I mean. Did your I, father, did your father treat you guys, did, did he handle that well? Did he treat you guys the same? Or? Well, that was, the thing is that I gravitated more towards my mother Mm-hmm. Because I never quite built a bond um, with my stepdad, mm-hmm. and you know, from that time in which my brother was born, and as we got older, he would make these divisions between us, and he kind of created the idea that I like I was just like my mother's child, and that my brother was his son, and, right? And so, in that way, I never quite felt a part of this. What you would think was like a normal family nucleus, you know. 
Right. So so that sounds like um, that. I think that's really common. Do you have you talked to other people? I think that happens a lot with the, that kind of family structure. Yeah, yeah. People definitely feeling that. You know, dad loved you more, mom loved you more. No, but also because, like, I think that the birth parents just, like, like I, I'm thinking about this couple I know, um, lesbians, and they had uh, one, one of them had one, gave birth to one, and the other lesbian gave birth to a twins, it turned out. Mm-hmm. But I think that they, because I think when you're raising kids, it gets really stressful. I get the feeling that the, the one mother kind of just, Looks after the the uh, birth child more, and the other mm. one looks at. I, th- I think there's I think there's something to be said for human nature there, which which I want people to know about because you know a lot of times people get into this like really like idealistic like oh it's just going to be perfect and big one big family and mm-hmm. you know what it's not no, it's going to be like that yeah like right hello yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> so does your mom know that it's like that do you think. I th- I think at the time she she was not a- aware as much as she is now and mm-hmm. which led to her you know as an adult and as her child you know apologizing for some of um the confusion you know it's like you don't know as a child but but children are really smart actually and mm-hmm. they they pick up on different cues and yeah. you know they they look up to their parents or you know figures that they have in their life so i think that i became aware of it you could feel the tension and you know their own relationship mm-hmm. that they had right you know, was problematic and so you know hence are they still married no 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 she's she's a free woman free know. woman ha- hashtag free mom hashtag free mom <laughs> We should get her in here <laughs> uh so what when you say that you're did you, first of all did you ever develop a relationship with your actual father not quite. It, there were moments where I would definitely see him, but th- there was nothing consistent, nothing that made him dad. He's just my father, you know, and, and I feel like the wording of that is like, you know, when you have dad, it's like, hey, dad, right. you know, or just like, hey, you want to do something, dad? But in my mind, it's just like a father is someone who's just like who, you know, went half on a baby. And that's it. <laughs> Half in on the baby. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at all the damage my father just did. And he was around. That was the problem. Yeah. It, it can go either way, I'm telling you. Yeah, and that's what I found interesting is that, you know, whether you had, you know, both parents or the lacking of one, that even sometimes having both can be just as damaging. And that's when, you know, I felt like I couldn't be a victim. Like, oh, well, I didn't have my dad, so this is why things are the way they are. But a part of it, that is the truth. But that's to say that even if I did have my dad, maybe it could have been worse. Or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't yeah. have cool hair. I don't know. Yeah, we all got we all got we all got our issues for God's sake. So how did you wind up coming to New York? Did you go to college? No, I went to college in Chicago, Columbia College there, and uh-huh. I studied musical theater. And oh, see, I picked that. I knew you were like made for radio, or made <laughs> yeah. for made for some media. Yeah, definitely. Probably t- television, <laughs> but we'll we'll take a really good picture of you, and everybody can see how hot you are. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I'm so glad you're straight. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I, thinking I was, about getting a divorce right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Um, yeah, that's usually uh, 
you know, a surprise for most girls. They're like, oh, wait, what, you, you like me in that kind of way? And I'm like, yeah, that uh, kind really? of way. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, so everybody guesses you as, 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 a, as a homo. Not, not all the time. It, 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 it can vary. I, I think that men can have a certain, um, you know, there's a certain archetype of men and, and women are used to responding to those like, uh, or they can be used to responding to those signals. And mm-hmm. I don't usually admit those types of signals. I'm, I'm more docile, if you will. It's like, <laughs> you are laid back. You're like, almost like you remind me of people that come from like islands and shit. Like yeah. I'm just know. like chilling. Why is that? Why is that? Well, well to, you know, segue back to how, how I grew up. I, my stepdad was very militant and he would always speak down to me and I found that I was angry a lot. So as I got older, I felt like I didn't need to use anger as a tool of communication. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you hear that folks? He's how old are you? 26. He's 26. And he figured a man, a straight man that figured out that he doesn't need to use anger as a means of communication and has actually taken charge of that. Um, th- th- I, it's unheard of in my world. <laughs> Un- unheard of, and I mean, unheard of, unheard of. You know, you know my, my theory is that men um, just by nature have more aggression. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I pick angry men. I don't know. <laughs> but men, men by nature have more aggression. And since they don't go out and hunt animals and beat each other up enough, it, they're just going to be – there's going to be – you you have to just expect a little more anger from them and don't take it personally. It's okay. Yeah. But you really – but it's something that you've really thought a lot about, I think, or overcome, let's say. Were you a really angry kid? Well, I was – very problematic. I think I was called the demon, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that's sexy. I was called Space Cadet. <laughs> space Cadet, yeah. That's terrible. I feel, I feel like that's a bit more like PG. Um, but yeah, like the demon. So I the was just, demon. I was just like. That's hot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like now because I'm calm. So it's like I'm the, uh, you know, the, the so, calm demon. So like, tell me one thing. To, like, give us an example so I can like imagine what your father, your rea- your stepfather was like as far as the military thing. Like what kind of thing did he do that would make us think he's a military guy? Well, on the lighter side, he was always on time for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that was one thing. But. Unlike my guest. <laughs> so, um, Unlike it just, when, when things happened, it, it was the, um, it, like the, um, how would you say, like, um, I, I can't even really describe it with words at the moment because it's like emotional. But, but can, like, did he, was he like very, like, the discipline, the discipline. Yeah of you know in like in disciplining a child it it definitely you know went into the lines of abuse really what do you mean did he hit you oh yeah we got hit and like a lot did you get bruises or just like yeah like it was really fucking bad yo it was it was like really yeah he was just you know because his training and things you know that's like these military exercises that he would place upon but we're like kids you know mm-hmm. but it was just like you know you get smacked for this or you know mm. you get um chastised but in the most like violent way like when possible. you say really mean personal things to you like you're uh this or that yeah well when when you fuck up in school the tendency 
was to say that you know you're an Id- idiot there was no positive reinforcement mm. a lot mm. of times it was mostly that you know and s- so what did he i know i interrupted you i'm sorry no no no. Uh, so what did he do for a living what was he in the military and what did he do for a living well he he was in the military um and then after that he was um he just worked for the the postal service like mm-hmm. like that like that band right? what level like, or what did he do in the military did he go was he in any like wars no, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he did any w- wars or anything. I just like his tour, those, like his tour, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that was, and like. Be, did did uh, he have buds in the military? I mean, were his friends like military guys? Did he have a lot of friends? <coughs> yeah, he definitely did, and um, well, not so much as he, you know, as he got Double. into like being a mailman and stuff like that. But um, you know, he's a, he was he's a very charismatic um, character, which just like you. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm getting good at this learning. Uh, this, 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 this micro, this radio dynamic is great. Yeah, yeah. It's really like <laughs> there are no walls between us. <laughs> no, there aren't. <laughs> um. So, so, um, so he, he and was there like you know no like you couldn't just act spontaneously or were you, were you you know always acted a lot. Yeah, always on edge, and I think. Because I was being by my mother, I was being cultivated to be a you know a creative, artistic person. A lot of times, my um, my sensibilities or my sensitivity to certain things they were not always encouraged because you know there are certain things that a man shouldn't do, mm-hmm. which probably is the reason why I am the way I am now. Very chill, very very laid back and you know and very in tune with like the feminine and um yeah and i went that way just because it was like i had opposition for like so much of my life of trying to be that you Mm -hmm. know so yeah you mean when you moved out of the house you felt like free of that and you could be more chill it took a lot of pressure off of you well i had outlets i would go to um like theater for for summers Mm-hmm. And um, like a theater camp, like theater camp, and uh, like a theater program where I got paid to put on plays. So wow, yeah. So you're a performer. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a perfor- performer, musician, filmmaker, DJ. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and, the and then the, and then the like Brooklyn hipster occupant. and hipster vintage store clerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh. Hey, can I get a discount? I just want to know. Um, I. I think it, yeah the, the, yeah they they have the uh, the friend discount. Oh okay, so we're yeah, friends so now. Y- yeah, now, we're, now that I met yeah. you, pulled you off the street and got you to tell me about how your father, you know. A- absolutely, <laughs> we are, This is this is the most that I've told a stranger in a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyway, um, so you, I wonder, like, so. How do you handle anger now? Like, what if, like, what if you walk into, um, back into the vintage store and they're like, hey, you know what? You fucked up the way this shit was hung up. What's wrong with you? What would, how would you, how would, you, what, how would you respond to that? That's not going to happen. Yeah, well. How, like, yeah, would you get mad? I mean, would, how would you handle it? Well, I think I, I take, I take things in and immediately I'm trying to figure out a solution. So. And I figured the best way to find a solution is to have a dialogue. So simply, we just have to have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. But how effective that dialogue is depends on my temperament. 
And I find that I'm way more effective when I'm calm because the person actually right. is more irate because I'm not reactionary. Well, I'm learning so much here. This is great. You're right. You're so right. I'm going to use this on my husband. <laughs> we were in couples therapy this morning talking about this very thing. I got to chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, you know, and sometimes it there are moments, there are bursts. And um, I just try to limit the burst because then that way I'm just not walking around angry. But sometimes you get angry. Obviously, there's probably a good reason. Then, then what happens? Like, do you like how's that, how how does that work out for you when you really need to be angry? Well, I'm I just get very boisterous, and and sometimes I can just like b- totally put my presence on someone. Like I'll just like my whole entity and all of my energy onto that person to where they like they feel it and until we come to a point where we're both not you know mm-hmm. very upset i'm 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 not gonna give up meaning you are willing to work things out yeah i'm willing to work things out but also i'm willing to you know make my point and mm-hmm. I will try to convey that point until that person comes to some sort of understanding. And, and oftentimes they, they don't. Yeah, they can't. Some and then it's can't. just like, all right, well, fuck it. And then I'll walk away. Then you just, <laughs> that's probably wise. So that sounds good. That's, those are good, good, good ways to handle that. So what about women? What's, were you mad at your mother for not taking care of you with your dad, your stepdad? Were you mad at her? Well, she worked a lot. And what she, did she do? Um, she she worked in the city colleges of doing Chicago. What? Um, doing well, she worked in like the library at first, and then she worked in like I don't know, like some taxi program, just like a like one college and a bunch of different things. And so yeah, she worked a lot. So a lot of times, kind of like administrative type jobs. Or yeah, yeah, that like kind of stuff. yeah, like administrative, yeah. Make, or getting just shit done that needed to get done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like she was like the assistant for like the president of the college. Yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah, like yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, so she was just working a lot. And th- my mom and my stepdad had different schedules, so she would, you know, she wouldn't be around for a lot of the abuse that uh. my brother and I experienced. So in a way, you know, that ca- that can create a sense of guilt because a lot of things she was, like, totally unaware of. Do you think that he did it purposely behind her back? I can't say. I think it Do was... Do you think it's... Po- I mean, I'm, you can't say. Of course you can't say. But is that your impression? Is that how you remembered it? Or No, I feel like that was more indicative of his character. Oh, the, he was just like that. Yeah, he was just a fuck boy. And did... <laughs> did uh, so did you ever try to talk to your mom about it? How that you weren't happy how he was treating you? In in the best way that I could and but it it was hard because she also was, you know, subject to the abuse as well. So you, you, you talk about one person who has so much power over three p- individuals. Right. Um in, in the form of abuse. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know. It, it's complicated cause, because she also was dealing with her marriage and mm-hmm. also dealing with her relationship well, with her children. Well, it's clear that you've forgiven her. I mean, right? Yeah. You, but, oh. but, but, I mean, it's understandable, in other words. But did you, didn't you ever, like, after your, when she wasn't home and you got, like, beaten up, didn't you ever, like, feel like it was a little bit her fault? Come on. Or no, or you didn't make that connection. Yeah, I don't think I made that connection. She's lucky. That's like my dog doesn't make that connection. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like blame. If anything, That's I was, cool. It that made me like, that made me wish that I had like my actual dad, mm-hmm. my biological father. Because I was like, you, you're not my fucking dad. 
you know. Did you say that? I mean, that sounds like oh, a yeah. reasonable thing to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you must have, um, in a certain way, though, he did really, really give a shit about you in a certain way. Maybe not <clears> the <throat> most healthiest way, but, I mean, you must have felt and cared about, not, not neglected particularly, yeah. right? Well, I think the one thing that my mother and I address is that, you know, he did take a role that he may not have been you know ready for or had the experience to do but i'm not sure though because you know if there's just like a little backstory he you know he had been through marriages before Mm -hmm. had kids and things like that yeah so so. i think he he was just bad at it you know he he was bad at being a husband he was bad at being a father he didn't have he didn't have the goods yeah he didn't didn't have the goods that's okay that's okay because you seem like you turn i get a great vibe off of you i got a great vibe off i pulled you right out of that store (laughs) yeah i was like i'm glad i did yeah and you were up for anything and (laughs) look you really are i want to do another station id okay all right okay so it's time to say this is radio free brooklyn which is the best station in the entire western hemisphere and uh, I'm Dr. Lisa from Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, which is going to be live now on Thursdays from 2 to 3. And uh, I'm here with my guest, Gianni. Gianni, you want to say your last name? Yeah, Gianni Onassis. Gianni Onassis? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's my name. Scored. <laughs> is that your mother's last name or your dad's? No, oh, it's um, it's actually my middle name. And, ah. and, and so, you yeah. know, another... Um, bit about me the reason I don't use my last name is because you know my dad wasn't around so I feel like why should I carry his last name yeah no Nassus is awesome yeah so So, um let's get let's get uh to a little bit where you are now so um so what's 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 going on in your life right now are you 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 got a job yeah I I have multiple jobs doing Mm -hmm. multiple weird things because it's New York and (laughs) and um, I'm actually I'm just like fresh off of uh, like a protest like sit-in sort of thing so for um, for, um, like uh, fair housing oh yeah Yeah. I think I heard about that yeah Um, and so we just like there's there was like a like like a site where they're gonna do like new development and Mm-hmm. They're not really including um, Bushwick natives, so right. So you're you're interested in that? That's yeah. Cool. I, I'm I'm interested in you know creative endeavors and then how those things segue into activism because I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of times people move to these neighborhoods and they're very much like immersed in this art art flow and or this creative flow, but not always like address like the problems that they may cause by being in the neighborhood. Uh, do you know Anthony Rosado? Mm, I don't know. That's oh, yeah. Familiar. We'll talk about him later. You guys got to meet each other. He's been on my show last couple a uh, couple of times, but you, okay. you t- you, I'm totally going to hook you up with him. Okay. So how about how about girls? Are you dating any girls? What's going on with the girls? That's what I really want to know about. Okay. Before I divorce <laughs> my husband. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone in particular. I do have a ro- romantic interest and you mean you're into somebody yeah i'm into someone and and and, and like have you gone out like a couple times or does she know it or? oh yeah yeah it's so to- we totally know now before we didn't i had uh-huh. to it's like the waiting game when you ha- you're like all right so you just met yeah how it, long have you known her like um longer than yeah. you've known me yeah yeah <laughs> how long have you known her um maybe it's been like two months Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's so like very new. Very yeah, it's new, like very new. Very new. But mm-hmm. 
you know, when you like someone, things can feel a lot longer. Than yeah. They are. And, uh, and actually, like, she lives above Gigi Nick, so it's like. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like close. <laughs> so she lives right near your work. Yeah, yeah, and I w- that well, that's how how I got to work in the store because I would just always be there, and they were like, "You want to work?" And then there's a girl I like. I, it just sounds like a does great she, situation. Does she work in the store? <laughs> no, she doesn't work in the store. She just comes by and uh, hangs out because ha- it's like out. a really cool place. I've hung out myself. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, yeah, it's and uh, she's really good friends with with all of the owners and. Um, oh. Yeah, so I'm like I'm just always there. And so now you're part of their crew. Yeah, well, There's I, a crew I, I, there. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta adopt. So now adopt I'm it. gonna be part of that crew. Well, now because I'm gonna go back and be like this radio station, Free Brooklyn Radio, Free Brooklyn is really awesome, and so it's just gonna be all interconnected. Yeah, and we're on the great. same block, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And the Vila Bike Shop, man, it is the it is the best bike shop in Brooklyn. I mean, there's a bunch of different locations all over, but this. <laughs> Like if you're in Bushwick, like this is the place. This is the spot, and yeah. that's and that's yeah. how I feel about Gigi Nicks. Yeah. If you're looking for clothes, yeah. you have this to come to Gigi totally, Nicks. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I feel yeah. like that about this place. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a major biker or anything, but you can just tell like it's like really good service and like everybody that comes in here and you can tell. You can yeah, just, definitely. You can tell. Um, so um, so how about like. Do you, how did your, how did your background, like, how did your background influence your relationships, like, with, with men? Hmm. Like, do you have any, uh, do you, how do you get along with, do you have a lot of guy friends? I, I know a lot of guys, like, I'm, I'm a person who I feel like has a very, um, um, memorable presence. Right, And as I've been told, so now I know, and, um, I think that I, I know, a lot of guys and you know we can work together in certain capacities and you know have a few like what you would call best friends or whatnot mm-hmm. but for the most part a lot of uh my really personal close artistic creative emotional outputs are with women mm-hmm. yeah you know you you don't strike it's very unusual this is what's what's unusual about you to me mm-hmm. um on just meeting you and knowing you for 38 minutes Mm -hmm. uh is that um well you know you're obviously a cool dude charismatic smart all that stuff uh nice guy (laughs) uh but um your sexuality is so that your sexual vibe i mean you're sexy (laughs) but your sexual vibe is so hard to pin down Hmm. i mean like exactly pinned down yeah so i would imagine a lot of that's because you're actually now i'm getting to know you a little better you seem a little more man masculine manly manly type yeah but i see you more as a straight i'm starting to see the straighter side of you but also i think that you're you have a very gentle nature right is that yeah. what we call that yeah yeah or, it's just, uh, um, gentle nature and i think um also, your hair is dyed, so that's like not a typical straight thing. Although it's becoming, who cares? But you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that I wonder if a lot of straight men find you threatening or aren't comfortable with you with your sexual vibe. Yeah, as it is. Yeah, well, I find that if you know, it's it's like if if you walk into a room and there are a bunch of guys talking and if i'm the guy who's quiet immediately i become the center of attention right so 
in relation to a vibe, then oftentimes I'm just like a quiet observer and I don't always feel the need to like exert myself because I already feel like I have a presence, mm-hmm. which is can be like contrary to like what men do. Right, you right. Know, it's just like we're, we we want to be the loudest, we want to be the toughest. Right, you know, right. So that sort of thing. So we're talking about the ego, really, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And th- there's definitely like a lot of ego, but see, I you know, my confidence comes from a place where the same men who would be threatened by me. Um, you know, or the same men who would like want to like chase the girls that I'm around, like they've already like accepted me as like a confidant, or they've like, you know, just like oh you're a cool dude. So it's like you know I don't I don't have anything that I'm chasing in particular. It's just right, but 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 I think that um, I mean I'm making huge generalizations, but a lot of times um, men. Um, will um you know just be more um their egos are just more highly visible let's put it that way yeah and very and, fragile as well and do you think that maybe you've been this is how this this honestly i'll just say this is how i think of myself a lot <laughs> um that i've had so much humiliation in my life that you are actually humble mm. and you don't need to like, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe your stepfather, in the way that he treated you so harshly, it put so much humility in you that you had that when you reap. I think you reprocessed your ego. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, once you got out of the house and away from him, you reprocessed your ego, and maybe in doing that, um, you were so humbled by his behavior towards you that that's partly why you're calm. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that in in a situation is such that it can go either way. Mm -hmm. And I could totally be the, you know, a different archetype. And I just happen to be, you know, the calm, chill, you know. Right. Sexually ambiguous guy, you know. How about the brother that you that uh, your other half brother that was in your house with the same father? Yes, yeah, he's the complete opposite. Is he an angry guy? How yeah, old is he? He's he's nineteen. Uh huh. He's like he's like fucking killer, right? Yeah, he's well. He he. That's the thing. He he was not by nature as a child, and he was always really loving and things. And I think he just kind of, you know, because of the trauma, you know, he'll definitely have like a lot of. Um, you know, outbursts or just, you know, these angry moments and just how he wants to be perceived, you know. Like how, does, as how, how does he get along with your dad, your uh, stepdad, um, his dad? It's It's been, you know, tumultuous for the most part. Um, they've tried to, like, build something, but I think his, his dad is just really set in being Mm-hmm. that type of man. And so... Is um, he going to college or does he have a future or did he get... I hope he didn't get screwed up. No, no, no. He's like he's he's still finishing um like uh st- um school like I don't know, he was like late in school uh, as far as like when he started. So uh-huh. he's like fi- uh, finishing like high school. And then mm-hmm. I think he's going to go like to the Air Force or something like that. Uh-huh. So he did get the uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, cuz I don't I don't think he's like he's just I don't know with school, he's never really been like you know, yeah, but none of us were. We were all like kind of, you know, school. It was, you know, it was an, a thing that you were supposed to do once you're done with high school. But, you know, we all kind of like found, you know, found our own way in a sense. And he's trying to find his way. Right. You know, right. And, and what would be 
you know, logical, it's right, you know, and right. financial. So it's all these um, different. Mm-hmm. But it was, but it worked out okay. It worked out okay. Yeah. You don't have to worry about. It. I don't have to worry about him. No, okay, no. Because I was going to offer to have him like move in with me, and I would take care of him if he's still upset, and <laughs> having a hard time. No, he's he's uh he's he's working it out. And, good, you know, good. and then you know, my mom's you know trying to do the best that she can to like just like steer him in a in a focused direction. You know, mm-hmm. mostly because she doesn't want him to be like me. I'm kind of like the wildflower, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she wants something more certain for him. Where uh, me, I was like the one who who's willing to take certain risks so that i could like truly like discover because you're a creative person yeah and you know with that comes risk um yeah mistakes yeah if you want to (laughs) pursue that what do you what do you imagine like like what do you do you have a specific career goal um as far as i know now my objective is to create like soundscapes that can be applied to film because i work in music and film so i think like my dream job if you will would just to be able to work on film and like just score them because mm-hmm. that's like i enjoy mm-hmm. music and film and i like how they um you know work they, together. they work together and uh-huh. yeah that i mean th- that's what it's about for me it's like well that sounds pretty work, specific yeah I mean, work together yeah yeah the more specific you can figure out your goals better off it is that sounds pretty specific yeah and it you know and then tomorrow i may like do something else. I don't know. But for now, you know, so, that's like... So back to the girls. I want to see how your relationships worked out based on your childhood. So have you had any long-term relationships? Um, What's long? Like six months and more? Yeah. <laughs> a year. A year. Okay. Let's no, go may- for a year. Maybe, yeah, I had one. I mean, you're like, pretty young, but... Yeah, I had like one, one year and mm-hmm. then everything else was like more mm-hmm. short term. Do you put a lot? Of, do you date a lot? I mean, or do you go out with gr- different girls, or is it more just like you want to have you like get like this chick, and that's like you go for that? Well, I I think I meet I meet I definitely meet a lot of girls. Yeah, and um, I want to know what my competition is <laughs> right next door. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I, I meet a lot of girls, but you know those I, I really respect. Um, you know friendships and relationships and kind of building like these creative pairings uh-huh. that also have room to be romantic oh that's cool yeah well just you know i'm just fascinated with the idea of like having a muse and just these different you know um ideals of like what male female relationships can be like and uh-huh. and that sounds uh, really yeah so i just sometimes I, ha- I just have like creative partners and there's a slight romantic interest mm-hmm. and then sometimes i just you know get friend zoned and then sometimes mm-hmm. girls just want to like take my clothes off so it you know it varies so if they want to then it's cool oh yeah totally i i, I always say that women have the most power and that you know it's up to them because guys are always chasing them, so they should decide what right, kind of guys they want. Right. Well, yeah. I think with 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 your with your nature, you're not pushing them into something. No, not at all. Which is very different than you know what can happen. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of guys are like, you know, I, I really want this, you know, or you know, and yeah. and sometimes girls can have really bad judgment. So it, it's nice when two we people, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nice when two people can, you know agree that they both mutually are really digging each other mm-hmm. you yeah know, for it makes the time. a lot of sense yeah so is there any like let's so now that we kind of know you a bit let, let, let's work on an issue is there anything in your life right now that we can like solve in a few minutes 13 minutes is my is my sweet zone for solving problems yeah i think 
for me, just being um, taking more command of like the power that I feel that I have, and and like the uh-huh. influence that I feel like I have. Uh-huh. Is I there th- an example, a specific example? Um, well, just in any case, in the case of 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 music, and in the case of like knowing a lot of people, not being afraid to be the person that actually like shines, and I think that's a problem for me because, you know, being a part of being humble is also being like sometimes too reserved in, in mm-hmm. spaces when I could actually like thrive. Right. And so then that be- that becomes like, you know, kind of counterproductive to what like m- my goals could be to, to. Right. So you mean like in a certain way, like is it, it's sort of like, I kind of know what you mean. It's like, I mean, it sounds to me like, so you're, say at a casting or like some situation where there's somebody there that's a decision maker of some sort and yeah. it's a social situation yeah so like you know the the like together person just hangs out and does whatever they do mm-hmm. but the really more ego driven person would just be a little more in their face and like be comfortable doing that and doing whatever it takes to get in that person's face exactly and you need to do that a little more exactly but it's not what you're comfortable doing no, I don't. Not not always. No, mm-hmm. and on the the times when I feel like that are the times like when I have a performance and like you know that just beca- that's natural and it just comes out. But apart from that, really like orchestrating what I would like mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. because I think definitely people respond to to confidence and they respond to you you know making your presence known, whether it be mm-hmm. positive or negative. You know, people mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. it seems, as mm-hmm. I've gathered from meeting so many people, people respond mm-hmm. to that. Do you ever feel envious or jealous like that, like you're at a, so, a situation like the one I described of some sort and like mm-hmm. somebody else who's like maybe less talented or less nice or less something mm-hmm. just is, just gets in there because they've got like, yeah. fuck it, fuck you, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah, out of the way. Yeah, they have that, yeah. No, I think that what happens is that I, I kind of try to think about things it like I try to make a rationale for it and think about it logically and just it always comes back to me you know it has less to do with that person sure, and, and more sure. to do with me no, I'm just asking you about like do you feel that do you feel yeah, well, frustration I, 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 that I, you look at somebody who's doing that and you're like fuck yeah well I get frustrated with myself right yeah no, I get it yeah you know what I mean yeah, it's I like get it. because you know I don't that person is that person and you know they have to live their life and right. that's no. the actions that they take so it's like you know of course you have those feelings like oh what if that was me and like yeah, what you right. know what if i had the opportunity but if i didn't do that then it it just it really mm-hmm. comes back to me but um i mean i i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean and I, and i can see i can see the frustration that that you would and many people like you would have and um but I also would like to believe on some other level that um, your talent would, and your, let's say, more quiet confidence, which is very appealing, would come out in a more, maybe over a longer period or in a more, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like when you're performing. Would you perform music mostly? Or? Um, music sometimes, and then also just like um, dance. Dance, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, that would come out. Do you? I mean, do, there's a meritocracy too, mm-hmm. without being being the the one that's getting all the driving the attention. Do you see that happening, or what about that? How does that figure in your? How do you uh, square with that? Well, it, it's interesting for me because 
I feel like I get a lot of attention. Right. But I think that that attention is not something that I'm orchestrating. Right. It's just there. Right. So I would just like to know what this attention is and then focus it, in, you know, into s- something oh. that makes sense to me because someone else's attention given to me is like I may not be able to process it. Right so do you away. feel like that maybe you're not connecting with people in the w- way that you might might like to or might is that a little frustrating? Yeah, well, because I feel like I I have more to offer. So Right, right. Of course. And more people to connect to and then you know, connecting at what level things can be at surface like level. Well, this is awesome <laughs> shit. No, but you free know radio. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm thinking? Uh, Brooklyn Free Radio. Brooklyn Free Radio. radio free oh, Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm sorry, guys. Radio Free Brooklyn. So anyway, uh, uh, so so um, what I was going to say is that. Um, vulnerability you know you know like i'm wondering if an obstacle for you is because you have such a quiet confidence and you're good looking and stuff like that um and you've good posture (laughs) um that if uh there is if people think of you and this happens a lot to very shy people and i don't think you're shy right you're not shy i'm not not shy you're not shy no but i can be quiet for sure you can be quiet but you're not shy Mm -hmm. but this happens to shy people where people think they're standoffish that you miss you i think that maybe people mistake you for standoffish sometime right Hmm. have you thought about that no i don't (laughs) no i haven't actually well i'm telling you i think could be true (laughs) um i don't know you know i don't know i'm just you know I'm just a self-proclaimed psychotherapist. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that's something that, you know, you might get some feedback. Maybe your friends at the store or something. Tell them I said that. Tell them, tell them I'm asking you. Or I could, I could just mark. Now I'll get them in here and ask them. We'd, if we had more time, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's one thing that I'm thinking about, that people don't get that. And I also think that showing vulnerability is a key to connecting with people. And bonding with them. And if people see you as being um, the cool dude, um, like say they're not, if you just go over to somebody and say, um, oh, do you know where to get drinks? I'm always so lost at these parties. You know, and then say something that shows some vulnerability. Make Mm -hmm. a connection and then right away show some very unimportant, you know, minor vulnerability that I think that makes people, will help you. I think that's going to help you. That's my advice to you. Can I just give you some advice? That's advice. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, yeah, if you just right away, like, hey, how you doing? I'm, oh, God, I hate when I get sweaty. It's so sweaty in (laughs) here. Uh, Any of that stuff. I don't know. Or like, um, you know, uh, I'm really upset that, you know, I'm really upset about uh, what happened to my dad. <laughs> Start off with that. Yeah, which, which I, I can get vulnerable in certain, you know, like, I guess, like, intimate, those intimate relationships. But I would say overall, I don't, I don't always like vulnerabil- vulnerability because, you know, it's like, it can be so tough and you never know who's like. Yeah, I'm not saying hard on your sleeve, really. I'm just yeah. kidding. And not hard on your sleeve, but just like, hey. I see you're you're a human being, and me too, me too. I've got like I'm I'm a just a 
I think I think if you are f- more, f- I think I think that people are going to see you as standoffish, and I think that it'll be good for you and good for the planet for you to just, you know, make a little, you know, just put yourself out there in in a way that's just really natural, mm-hmm. in a way that you know just is not like it doesn't have to be a big show. Yeah. And then I think that will actually lead to some growth for you because I think you will be connecting with more people out there and that the you get a lot of attention like you're saying, but I think that the quality of the attention and connections and even if they're very minor mm-hmm. are going to improve and the more people you get feedback from and I don't even mean like, you know, just any kind of vibe feedback anything from yeah and the more you know i think the more growth you have and you you know i like a lot that you were saying you were doing um a protest today or you were stand you know you care about other people by nature yeah talk definitely. about that talk about that with people i mean you know yeah so uh so uh i think i think i think that's i think that's good i think it's good I think you're. I think you're. I also like the fact that you um, are good at at earning. You're earning a living. Yeah. Like your mom doesn't give you any money. No, I haven't asked money for my mom in in a in a while. Yeah. I may need to soon. Who knows? But (laughs) no. But like you, you like work hard. You try and get the jobs. You try to like you hustle. You you hustle. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there there was one thing you said about a authority and so uh, tom yeah. <laughs> he's right here we're gonna get back we're gonna end on that uh-oh i'm here wielding my truncheon yeah uh tom tom do you enjoy wait let me let me ask tom tom you're yeah. on yeah. So, so do you enjoy that like i see you as an authority figure do you get like a little bit of a ow, kick out of that ow. uh no because i i don't you know because although i get i understand that i am because i run the right, station right, right, right. with rob uh I have my own authority issues, uh, and I don't want to have a problem with myself. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. Now that we had this talk, it's much better. And yeah. also, and also, you you know, we got through the equipment thing. See what happens to me. This is in the last two minutes. I'm going to tell you my my big problem, Gianni. Mm-hmm. My big back to me. My and I gave you your advice. Uh, my big problem is like that I've spent most of my life working in advertising and they don't they are not a forgiving that is not a forgiving place you're getting paid really really well and that is not a forgiving place so I think I have a little bit of dyslexia is really what it is right and 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 maybe you know it makes sense it makes sense to me undiagnosed whatever because I do have those problems type of problems and um yeah, yeah, I've gotten fired a lot. I've gotten fired a lot. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. I get fired a lot. So I have a lot of, I've had a lot of trauma based on that, based mm. on that. Because I tried so hard, and then I get fired. Yeah. But that's over. I'm not bringing that up again. So, um, yeah, that's where that came It's up. just a sign that you should be doing something on your own. I mean, I, 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 I've never, got, I, well, actually, I have gotten fired once or twice. But, uh, you know, I am a bad employee. I am a terrible employee. And I finally realized, you know what? This just means that I'm supposed to be doing my own thing. Yeah, no, it's you know? true. It's true. And I'm from the, a government family, you know, where everybody worked for the – I'm the f- first – by going into advertising, that was a huge risk. 
So anyway, so uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to say goodbye. I am so glad I had this time. I feel a little bit healed. I got to talk to you, Tom Tenney, and Gianni. Uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. What? What? Onassis, Gianni Onassis. I am now your friend. This is so awesome. Yeah, thank I've you. had the greatest. The uh, so and so spontaneous. Yeah, it was beautiful. Look at that! Look at that! It was beautiful, right? Yeah, very yeah. much so. Okay, so uh, I think we're just about done here, and I'm gonna say goodbye from Radio Free Brooklyn.